0: Yo, I'm back once again, man You know, um Like, bro, I, it's, it's not that I don't be recording I be having episodes, bro I just be busy <laughs> I And mean, I just be forgetting to record I be just forgetting to upload them And if I upload them on Wednesday I ain't uploading them But, uh, today's episode, man is gonna be Flaws in the Education System With my dad and my brother I wanted to kind of just I was debating on if I was gonna drop this This week or next week But I kind of just wanted everything to be funny A little bit more serious conversation Um so sit back enjoy from here on i'm gonna be consistent um start putting out more content start being more on social media i'm gonna try to get more on twitter because instagram just ain't it like it's they push it towards video content and i don't do that so maybe instagram I mean maybe twitter but um it's a vibe man as always love y'all appreciate y'all man and let's get into the episode
1: Yeah, welcome back. Uh,
2: season four of the average Joe show. Uh, so tell me, how you down? Uh, are you down? Yeah, so tell me, how you down? Remember season one was your favorite episode. Tell me, how you down? Back like in season two, we talked about what's good for you. Are you down? We lost a lot in season three, but I hope you stay down with me, yeah. Tell me how you down, tell me how you down. Season four, yeah. Tell, tell me how you down, tell me how you down, yeah. It's the average Joe show. Tell me how you down, tell me how you down, yeah.
3: This is an average Joe media production
0: welcome to another episode of thoughts of an average show podcast my name is teroy jackson man your favorite average joe and today it's going to be an interesting topic i got two people on who's really good about education and that's what i want to talk about today um before we get into the topic i mean i'm gonna preface this to you because dad's not going to answer this question how's your mental health
4: good
5: really good how you know I wouldn't answer the because question. on the
0: Baby Daddy Chronicles you said you was your own therapist and you don't do mental health. We had this conversation a month ago.
5: Well, that's because my mental health is always good. <laughs> I mean, I keep it real. I don't be getting all bent out of shape for these people.
3: Mm-mm.
0: I'm good. I'm better than what I was. So I'm good.
5: Good. That's, um, that's always good. One day at a time. Man. One day that's at a
0: right. time. Um. So let's get right into it, right? What made y'all get into education?
4: Career-wise, you're talking about? mm
6: mm-hmm. Right?
4: Go ahead. Um, I don't know. I think for me, one of the reasons why I got into education, I think, is because, to be honest, that was just the path that God allowed me to be on. Initially mm-hmm. I initially had thought that I was going to be, like, my goal going into grad school was to, like, Run a non-profit youth center mm-hmm. But then like When I interned there Like during my second year Of grad school I realized Yeah This this this, this might not be it You know Because I realized I always had a thing For young people Wanted to work with young people And so As I worked there And I realized It was a larger nonprofit youth center And like I realized That the, tire, the higher you go up The less access To the young people you have Like mm-hmm. the more political it was Right And bureaucracy and stuff And so I realized that That wasn't what I wanted to do And so I was doing college counseling in, you know, as a part of my job description at the internship. And so that was like the main reason. um, And I knew I wanted to help kids like get into college and just like with different careers, their post-secondary plans. And like, you know, I was able to get an opportunity to, to, you know, do something where I was teaching and like college counseling. And I had never taught before, but I was like, Hey, I'm interested in it. And it just kind of worked out. What
5: about you, (laughs) dad? Well, I never even wanted to be in education Mm -hmm. because first of all, my mom was an educator Mm -hmm. and uh, she taught fifth grade. I think she was also a principal. I can't remember. And um, I used to see her sitting there grading papers and doing lesson plans. And I'm like, why do you want to do that when the football game is on? (laughs) (laughs) So I was like,
3: <laughs>
5: so I was like, no, nah, that ain't for me because, you know, when football's on, I don't want anything getting in my way. And so I went into, when I went to college, I went for radio and television, mass communications, radio and TV, and worked in the radio station, worked at some radio stations. And then after I graduated, I um, got a job at a radio station and and worked at several radio stations and then finally got to a job where um, I I had a supervisor and that supervisor told me that, you know, we don't think that you're that good on the air. You're a good reporter, but you're not that good on the the air. Basically, what she was saying is you sound black. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, in my mind, well, that's what I am. But you know in society today They want the black people to sound like they're white Mm -hmm. And remember this was back In the 80s So they commenced to Release me Or in another vernacular Fire (laughs) my behind Mm. And so Then you know Brother got there looking for a job And what came up Education
0: (laughs) So how long How long have y'all both been in the educational field
4: um, for me, this is my 60 year. This
5: is my thirty-fourth year in Sheesh. education.
4: I'm glad you
0: did it, man, because I couldn't be in education. I don't got the patience.
5: So <laughs> let me say this though, because um, we're talking about education. You know, one of the advantages of getting additional education, because I'm not, and and I tell young people this all the time. <clears throat> for some people, a degree is good. And for others, a degree is not. It depends on what it is that you want to do. And so, one, in getting that degree, it provided me. And I think everyone needs to understand all the degree does is provide you with options. It ain't no guarantee. You know, a lot of people think that oh, once I get this degree, I'm going to get this job. No. Nah. You have to make sure that you are preparing yourself as you're getting the degree so that you have the experience needed. The other piece of that is don't forget, even with the degree, you should always be looking to try to do your own thing. In other words, being an entrepreneur. So you want to be able to work for somebody else but then work over here on the other side on your own thing so that maybe eventually you can go and leave that full-time gig and do your own thing. And I think we have to begin to think like that because we, be, we depend too much on finding a job. And there's nothing wrong with that, but I tell my students all the time, you can be working for someone and working for yourself at the same time.
3: True, true, true.
5: So,
0: with y'all being in two different levels of the educational field, especially with you, Dad, being there for 34 years, what is wrong with the educational
5: system? (laughs) Well, I think what has happened is we have become drunk with degrees. Uh We i mean and society has done this to us yeah I mean, because
0: like back in the day in the 80s a master's degree didn't get you a long way now the master's degree is like a new bachelor's degree almost
5: basically i mean my my when i was working in new jersey one of my vice presidents all they had was a bachelor's degree and mm. he, was a, he was a vp you ain't gonna find that today Nah. i mean most vps matter of fact vps even some directors especially in higher education you got to have a doctorate now don't get me wrong there's nothing wrong with getting that but you have to know what your strengths and weaknesses are i mean some people love to study and they love to get degrees and that's great go on and and knock it out but i mean if if you're not the academic type boy that's gonna be drudgery Yep it's going to be drudgery so I think you know you just have to know who you are um, because you can there are people out here that are doing well and they don't have any degree Mm -hmm. but it's
4: a whole lot of hard work that goes behind
3: it Mm -hmm.
5: so you got to understand all of
4: that Yeah, and like kind of in that same vein I think you know you talked about like a lot of hard work that goes into you know people being successful without degrees that goes to a lot of knowledge You know getting knowledge by research mm-hmm. You know reading things of that nature um, So I think that's super important as well And I think from my end Because you know me and my dad are in two different Places of education With him being in higher ed and me being at the secondary level I think one of the things that Is wrong with the educational system Is that they don't We aren't teaching students things that they will actually Use in mm-hmm. life right mm-hmm. um, Now again like the maths and stuff The science is not saying like you know, literature, all that stuff. I'm not saying a lot of that stuff isn't important because I think it is. I just think at a certain point, there are some things that are more important than others, right? Like, I took all these math classes when I was in college and high school, but it's like I'm not using it at all. I probably have no intention of using it, right? Outside of basic math, you know? And so just being able to, like, Implement things such as like financial literacy mm-hmm. right? Like things that used to happen like the arts Right mm-hmm. home economics things mm-hmm. of that nature That students Well, we went to school We, we, we went that. to school mm-hmm. we had that right They don't have that stuff anymore and part of it Is because like budget cuts things of that nature A lot of these politicians say oh, we care about education but then it's like at the same time, that's always getting like the biggest cuts or like the less funding.
0: So let's talk about that. Right. Why do you feel like that's getting the biggest cuts and less funding? Because let's be real. Being at you, you, if you work in education, you got to do it because it brings joy to you. Because you know, you, you not for y'all, I feel like educators should be at least paid wise, like the top. 10-15 professions, because you're you're molding the children, but you don't get paid a lot, and then yeah. you're 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 teaching stuff that you're not you're not even specialized on. Like I'm history, you want me to teach geometry? I don't even know geometry myself.
4: Yeah, I think the world's priorities are just messed up, and it's nothing against athletes, things of that nature. Right? They definitely serve a purpose for sure, and are able to a lot of them do great things with the resources they get from their professions. But it's like they get paid multi millions of dollars. But it's like people say they. You know value teachers And stuff like that Yeah we Can barely A lot of like I'm fortunate Cause I'm like de- I Make a decent amount of money But like I know there are teachers Who make like $30,000 mm-hmm. or less You know like That shouldn't be the case Right That should mm-hmm. never be like A shortage of teachers Because They should always feel valued
0: Cause it's like you're dealing with these students and you don't know what these students are coming with so you have to try to rally them and then it's like everybody has to pass and if they don't pass it's like oh it's your fault but it's like you're not giving me the resources especially when COVID hit they took a mm-hmm. lot of those resources away and they haven't brought those resources back
5: yeah. well let, let's just take a look at society today all the helping professions mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. don't get paid a lot of money yeah mm. What get pays what gets paid a lot of money? Yep. engineers, IT, STEM, and and they're they're important things. But what society has said, you know, helping people ain't that important. Pretty much because yep. if it was that important, we would pay you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Just that simple, we would pay you. Yep. So you know, we have to think about and and then for for many of us in particular. I'm talking about those of the african-american and maybe hispanic persuasion we're helping people so a lot of us are in these fields could that be one of the reasons why we don't get paid as much i'm just throwing that out there that's real something to think about so you saying and, that- yeah wait
4: but and on the flip side though a lot of the times i feel like we can't even get into the it's or things of that nature is because like we're not really give it like quality schools to actually learn a lot See, of this stuff
0: I gotta agree and disagree with that with, with the whole IT field you can get a certification and then get in it's just we don't want to put in the work because everything's more self-teaching so you have to be motivated to really Sit down and teach yourself, especially when it comes to it.
5: And it takes a special person, For mm-hmm. sure. It's I mean, because it ain't easy, I no, couldn't do it. It ain't easy. I mean, you think it takes a special person. T- let's talk about our your brother, my son, the youngest one. Mm-hmm. He's special, mm-hmm. <laughs> he's also an it person studying computer science. Mm-hmm. I mean, it takes a special person to do those types of things. Everybody can't do it, but then again, that's also why they get paid the money.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, what, um. Manny, what changes have any, have you seen, like, where you work at in the last few years?
4: Um, I think one of the biggest ones is, um, I think particularly coming back from COVID, I feel like at our school specifically, we've seen, like, a, not even just our school, but our charter network, we've seen, like, a lot of fights and things of that nature, which, you know, some people blame it on the pandemic, which in some ways may be true, but, like, I think it's also bigger than that. I think. A lot of times like You know The school is basically Like a microcosm Of what's going on In the real world mm-hmm. And if you look at What's going on In like the world at large You know You see a lot of violent, uh, Violence uh, uptick mm-hmm. in violence And so I think That's one of the biggest ones I will also say another I wouldn't say this is like a change That I've seen But just a trend That I've seen in general Is just like a Lack of like confidence, lack of like self esteem, mm-hmm. you know, insecurity, students being depressed with body image and things of that nature. Um, particularly like not all because of social media, but I think a lot of it can be driven, att- attributed to social media. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll say like those are probably like two big ones that I've seen. Yeah, that's social media. Is
5: yeah, it's it's a positive and it's a, a negative. negative pros and cons. <laughs> yeah, it's pros and cons. I feel that.
0: like <laughs> COVID, like because I have a lot of friends who have kids. And I feel like COVID really was like, yo, my kid is as bad as the teacher said it was. Like, I'm sorry. Like, (laughs) like, I'm sorry. Like, it forced, right? Because I think a lot of people before COVID took the educational system for granted. But I think a lot of people after COVID, at least parents, have a little more grace with the teachers because you had to basically... Help teach a kid for the whole year and see, yeah. like, this is where he's really struggling with. Yeah. Like, or this is how he really acts. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It, it was a big.
5: Yeah. All I can say is this I'm glad it wasn't no COVID when um, y'all was growing up. Because <laughs> I would have pulled my hair out and I ain't got no hair. Nah, that's that's
4: real. <laughs> that's real. And, it, and it's tough. You know, it's definitely tough. And I think, you know, to the parents, yes, I agree. We also think that people suffer from like what's called like recency bias you know and so it's easy for people to forget sometimes it's like with the whole essential workers thing right like i think they still get like kudos and things of that nature but i don't think it's nearly as much as mm-hmm. what it was pre covid you know and so like people can forget very quickly mm-hmm. um but i do think it was a wake up call but like I, at the same time I still don't think it's a priority for people because nothing's really being done to support like teachers and things of that nature. So, like, it's not like we got salary increases and stuff, right? Mm-hmm. More like funding for teachers, pensions and, and salaries. So, you know, I don't know. I still have a, you know, I have a some, some thoughts and stuff on that stuff. But, you know, it's neither here nor there.
5: You know, I want to go back to something that, that you guys have just talked about in regards to degrees and not necessarily having the degree. And if you don't have the degree, one of the things that you want to do is read. So, Toroy, when you look around, how many books do you think I
4: got?
0: You got At least maybe, uh, I would say, I wouldn't be surprised if you had a couple thousand over around
4: the house. i say at least a thousand. Just over there by itself. Reading. You got to
5: read. Even if you don't get the degree, you want to make sure that you are knowledgeable on various things. Even though I'm not a news reporter now. I still want to keep up on what's happening so that when I'm talking with people, I can talk with them about just about anything because I'm watching the news, I'm reading the newspaper. And so, you know, if if you need to work on your vocabulary, get a dictionary, start working on your vocabulary, um, all of those things you can do to improve yourself. And yes, we're talking about education. We're talking about degrees. But if you don't have one, you can still people will still think you have a degree when you don't just by the way you talk with them the mannerisms that you have all of those types of things are just so important but you know reading getting knowledge is is tops just about everything
0: let's let's talk about that real quick because um Mm. i was on one of my clients episodes and one of the persons on here is a teacher and they said that they this year took away I forget what they have down here where you have to you have to pass it in order to graduate. Mm-hmm. They took away the reading aspect of it, mm-hmm. and I'm like, I feel there was like they kept the math aspect, and I really felt like that was kind of backwards. Like, because I, I feel like you need basic math in life. You learn how to add, subtract, balance your checkbook, and all that. But if you don't know how to read, it was like you can find somebody to read for you. But that's that's going to be very difficult.
5: Well, you know, I don't. That's a whole together different topic, yeah. but. Cause you got to think about why did they do it yeah who are the individuals who have the most problems reading and then is there a purpose behind that so I mean that's all altogether different topic that we don't even want to get into right now <laughs> but you know everything is done for a reason mm-hmm. and you got to know why they did what they did
0: yeah I mean because like so back in our day when we went to school we had to take a test we had to pass it and then I feel like As we've gotten older the, They've been It hasn't been as strict for the newer generation Because they've, mm-hmm. they've taken that test away And I just feel like I, Me personally I don't think they should have did that mm-hmm. Because I just feel like that'll help that, you, you going around and then when you go to college It's like you're really behind because you don't really know this stuff Like when I went to college I knew Okay Like I'm really good at I'm really good at reading, but math ain't my strong point. Like I ain't get past geometry, so I knew I need to stick to a certain type of math. Like I I did liberal arts because I knew calculus wasn't my thing. Me too. Chemistry wasn't my thing. Me Mm -hmm. too. And I feel like when you take those tests away, you don't necessarily really know because now you're not really testing. Or placing in a, in a on a certain track, so you know, when you get there, you ex, you were ex, they're expecting you to know this, but you never you were never taught that.
4: Yeah, and it's a balance, right? Because like I like the thing is that like, a lot of those tests are like have proven to be like racist, mm. right? So even think, but also like standardized testing doesn't necessarily that's facts. determine how much you know, right? Mm-hmm. Shoot, I, I took the ACT, the SAT multiple times. Like I took a few classes, right? Like still didn't do well, but that doesn't like that's not like. It doesn't determine my worth, right? Because mm-hmm. if you were just going off of my SAT scores and stuff like that, most of the programs I, I, that I would have applied to, I wouldn't have gotten in. And the only reason I even got in, one of the reasons why I, did, I got into University of Chicago is because they didn't require the GRE. Really? Right? They did not require, which is surprising, right? Being that mm. LS the top school. And so, like, had they required it, I guarantee you I would not have What, what did
0: in. you get on the
4: GRE? I don't even know. But my, my <laughs> ACT score in, like, high school and stuff, and the ACT and the SAT Was both like the equivalent of um, Like a 16 or 17 Which is You know when you think about it comp- In a whole scale of 36 Is on the lower end mm-hmm. Right And so like It prevented me from Getting opportunities though Right So like going to That's one reason why I had to Go to community college first Because I didn't have the Test score to get like Bright futures at the time mm-hmm. I, had the, I had the GPA But not the test score mm-hmm. You know And so like I, I see where you're coming from And I hear that and there's still ways you can, like, test students to see, check, you know, check for their knowledge. Okay. Besides standardized testing. I mean, yeah.
5: The powers that be knows standardized testing. It's a barrier. Is a barrier. And I think what you're starting to see, especially everything that's happened over the past few years, that schools are slowly, very slowly. moving away from it. Um, because they know that the thing that decides who's going to be... Mm-hmm smart in college or your high school grades. That's what will determine. And then even then, I mean, because you have people who maybe did not do well in high school, but then when they got to college, they realized, you know what? I got to, I got to, I get to step it up Mm -hmm. and they, their grades are better in college than they are in high school. Yeah. But you know, let's talk about that community college thing Mm -hmm. (laughs) because you know, a lot of people think, oh, no, I can't go there. Mm-hmm. Bro, let me tell you, it's cheap. And then for many of the community colleges, they are like, for example, I'll take UCF, University mm-hmm. of Central Florida. There are like eight or nine or 10 community colleges you can go to in the state mm-hmm. of Florida mm-hmm. with a direct connect right into mm-hmm. UCF. Yep. That means, All your classes are going to be accepted as long as you are in this direct connect program, and so you know don't lunch on them because I've worked in uh, community college, I've worked in in elite small schools, and now UCF might as well be an elite school with the SAT and GPAs (laughs) these students are coming in with. So, and the students that are coming in, in from the community college, they' kicking it. I got one right now that graduated from the community college and he was a engineering major and he's getting ready to graduate from um, what's that school and graduate school in uh, Carnegie Mellon, Carnegie Mellon in Pittsburgh. Mm -hmm. And he'll be graduating next year with his Ph.D. Mm. Started in the community college.
0: I agree with you. Um, Even though I never finished, I would have. I felt like community college helped. Because mm-hmm. I don't think I was... I thought I was mature enough. But I i realized when I got to FAU, like, yeah, the first two years, I wasn't... And yeah. community college helped, definitely. Yeah, Like, you know what I'm saying? You get to... Especially within... In my experience, it helped, but it also hurt. Because when I was in community college, I didn't have to really study like that. It was just basically... Here go a test or here's a bunch of papers I had to write. So then when I got to, when I, even when I got to FEU I didn't have to study like that. But then when I got to FAM and she was like, homework lady, I ain't had homework in three years. What are you talking hey, about? That's, like That's that HBCU, <laughs> I was boy. like, the first day I was, I was in a culture shop. She was like, yeah. So, you know, here's the grammar. Here's the homework. I raised my hand. And I was like, man, I was at community college for two years and then I went to PWI for a year and I ain't had homework in three years. Like, I don't know homework. Like, I didn't even know we had homework in college, bro.
4: HBCU, we ain't yeah. playing. But mm-hmm. See, that's why I think that, like, when you are, if someone is going into school, even in high school, right, but especially when you're at post-secondary level, you have to, a lot of people just study for, like, tests or exams, things mm-hmm. of that nature, but, like, you really have to be trying to study, like, in order to attain knowledge, and if you do it in that way, then it's like, you're gonna, even if you don't have homework, things of mm-hmm. that nature, you'll have the skills and stuff and the discipline to, like, know how to study because i was just studying
0: just so i could pass that test and move Mm -hmm. on i did the same thing in many ways you know
4: a lot
5: of people do you're not alone yeah that's a lot of people do that but you know one of the things i'm trying to tell when i'm teaching my students i'm trying to give them life lessons Mm -hmm. that they can Mm -hmm. use because anybody can open up a book and regurgitate back what the book says but when you get out in that real world if you don't have those life skills that you need like managing your checkbook trying to stay out of debt Mm -hmm. you know all of those things that are important so that you can make it making sure you got a good credit report all those things are things that you should be learning as you're going through
0: and i think yeah i think that's what they should start be teaching at least a little bit in high school and i think that would help tremendously like i remember i would say maybe like 8th grade My teacher like Pulled us to the side When she pulled us to the side She made like a separate lesson and, and showed us like How to write a check Like and that was on her own Cause that wasn't in the curriculum Like some of that stuff Is important Like if they teach you earlier so especially when you're wrong, you don't really know about credit. By the time you don't realize it, you didn't already messed it up.
4: Yeah, jacked it up. I agree. I agree 100. That's. Oh. I had the same mindset like about that. Like my students, like look, I'm here to teach you life lessons. This ain't about college, whatever. This is about life lessons because that's why I'm. For me, it's like even though I'm a teacher, I'm so grateful for my position because I'm a college counselor, but also like I, I don't have to adhere to the same standards that most teachers do. Mm-hmm. Right. Like I'm not become not a core content teacher. Even though I teach I literally teach every single senior. All seniors take my class. It's it's different, you know. And so for me, I'm grateful because I have some of the flexibility, particularly like in the second half of the year, to talk about some of the things that like like they experience like racism, microaggression, sexual assault, right? We talk about like, you know, drugs and partying and how to balance that stuff on campus. We talk about finances, things of that nature, right? Showing the motivational videos, stuff like that. And so I'm grateful for the position that I have because not all teachers have like that flexibility. So I don't take it for granted. Mm -hmm.
6: The Baby Daddy Chronicles podcast is a podcast dedicated to fathers of all kinds who are being a positive role model for their kids. This podcast is to uplift fathers and tell their stories. Whether you're a husband, stepdad, baby daddy, or guardian, this podcast will allow you to tell your story. This podcast is available on all major platforms and releases a new episode every other Monday. Follow us on Instagram at Baby Daddy Chronicles Pod and email us at Baby Daddy chronicles pod at gmail.com. Welcome to the Baby Daddy Chronicles. And remember, all fathers who take care of their kids matter. want to start a podcast but don't know where to begin reach out to the average joe media a podcast traveling company they bring their top of the line equipment to you record your episode and edit it and email it back to you in just a couple of days monthly consultations also come with being a client as well along with affordable prices all you have to do is talk and they would do the rest express yourself speak your mind and relax let us do the work for you Go to www.theaveragejoemedia.com to book your session today.
3: All right, y'all. Man, I know it's been a
0: minute with the creative corner segment. So, yeah, it's, I know it's been a minute. It's been a hot minute, but um, before I get into that, man, announcements. Uh, no facts, just vibes. Uh, it's a new my newest client. Um, comes out with an episode today at three p.m. Uh, be on the lookout for it. No facts. N O F A C T. S Just V-Y-B-Z Vibes I believe that's how you spell it Um Be on the lookout for that man He be dropping good content Um I'm back uploading every day For the Baby Daddy Chronicles So be on the lookout for that man Um Be on the lookout for that Every Monday and Friday 6am Baby Daddy Chronicles Be on the lookout for that Be having good content I would definitely want to get Women on there too Um And uh Of course Juice Juice, 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 Postman Juice drops an episode every Friday. Uh, Social Thoughtful and BBC Now, which think we haven't dropped an episode in about like a month. So I don't know what's going on with that. I'll keep y'all posted if we decide to, if we drop a new content or we just ending it. I'll let you know. Um, and then I have a new podcast coming out. I mean, I have a new client working on their stuff soon. So be on the lookout for that as well. Um, but today's uh, Creative Corner segment. It's called Blake Fades. That's the artist's name. His song is called Breathe. I don't even know how it came to me. Like, I woke up one day and it was in my goddamn email. I don't know, but it's actually a white boy who can rap. It's pretty dope. So uh, definitely, man, let me know what y'all think and check it out.
1: gotta you gotta let things go you
3: know I ain't finna
1: let this shit go yeah, you know I'm straight from the 80, you know we vibe with them riders, we don't really do Harleys, but we might ride with them choppers, I put my life on the page, make it round to get paid, I need them commas and them zeros, not their minimum wage, I need them billions and trucks, keep a stick for the sluts, gotta call them back to back, cause I go deep when I cut, might just take it off the lot and get to lifting it up, might go cop old school, cause I like switching it up, she like Blake, you so crazy, I'm a freak when I fade it, she know we do it all for fun, ain't finna make her my baby, not a Leo, ain't no lying, bet it's true if I say that. And I promise that she remember me if I ever ate it I'm talking time on the phone It's still mine when I'm gone She on IG with a caption that's the line from my song Hit it like I'm Barry Bonds when I'm sliding through home Have a singer like she Alicia hit the highest of tones I told her breathe, ayy Let me see you come to me, yeah You the finest that I see, ayy Tryna get up in her, ayy, ayy I told her baby gonna breathe, ayy Let me see you come to me, yeah i trying, trying to get up in the we gliding on that side now, tell your friends to drive out. It ain't really nothing out this way except for my house. Come and see what I'm about, constant with the line now. And if you like the smoke, I got that fire, burn that pine down. I mean, burn them grams down. Feeling how we chilling, making plans now. I can give it to you, make you turn into a stand now. I could drop a song and make them go and do they dance now. I could drop a song and make a couple hundred bands now. I dream for this, yeah, I dream for shit like this. Used to scheme and do my shift now. I just sing, and use my gift, might go freeze on my wrist. Diamond rings all on my fist. Got me feeling for the bliss, they don't get cream and shit like this I'm a Oklahoma stater, keep it all the way player You think we printing the paper, the way we get in the layers? I knew the boy would be greater, back when we had the blazer wants to land by the acre and I ain't seeing no neighbors I told her, breathe let me see you come to me yeah, You the finest that I seen. Aye, trying to get up in the ay, ay, I told her, baby, gonna breathe Ay, let me see you come to me yeah you the finest that I'm saying I trying to get it in a-
0: Yeah, y'all, that's Blake Fade's Breathe. Breathe. Hey, let me see you come to me. It was kind of smooth. So y'all definitely check that out, man. I'm going to put the uh, episode details down low in the uh, description. And thank y'all, man, for supporting me like always, man. Let's get back into the episode.
4: But I'll also add something about community college too because, you know, I think for me, community college was definitely like a great option for me. I think it wasn't the main option. And to be honest, like when I – Found out that I would have to go to community college. I was super disappointed. Like I felt like a failure, mm. you know, and I think part of that is because like for me growing up, I read a lot, particularly in high school. And so a lot of people just assumed that I was just like super duper smart, which again, I had like knowledge and stuff, but I wasn't the smartest person in the room. But then like when I went to community college, I remember I actually lied about like where I was going, you know, because I didn't want people to, you know, say anything because at the, especially at the time, I feel like more so than than now. You know it was stigmatized Mm -hmm. And so it definitely It's definitely been a a shift It's definitely been a shift for sure Still some stigma to it But it's definitely been a shift But I'm grateful because like now Even though I didn't want to go through that then Now I can help my students who are going through that So particularly like for example If you're higher income Right and your parents don't have the money That the government thinks that you have Then like a lot of times You'll go to the community college Because it's free And that's like the cheapest option And so for a student who has gotten like a 4.0 GPA all throughout high school and they've gotten like a pretty decent test score that's kind of demoralizing for mm-hmm. them so I'm able to be there like the voice of reason and be like hey this is my experience like you can still be have a productive life and go on go to college all that kind of stuff grad school whatever it is that you want by going to community college first it doesn't have to be the like the, it's not the end all be all yeah
5: and, and I think that even moving that to another level I remember I had a conversation with one of my students and he was trying to decide on where he wanted to go for grad school, and you know, he was relatively smart, and so he applied to seven schools. Six schools says, "Okay, we'll give you money to come here." One school did not—Columbia. And he's hmm. like, "Mr. Jackson, that's Ivy League." I said, "All right, so let's do the math. How much is Columbia?" Hmm. Columbia was, let's just say, fifty thousand. Okay, it's going to more than that, but I'm yeah. just—I'm just throwing yeah. that out there. <laughs> And I said, okay, so it's going to take you two years to get that degree. So how, long, how much is that going to cost you? $100,000. I said, okay, so you could go to, at the time it was Michigan State, Arizona State, and it was some other school. Oh, he was getting into big time schools. Oh, yeah, this, this wasn't no chump schools. And I, and I said, well, how much is it going to cost you to go there? He said, well, not going to cost me anything because they're giving me a full ride. I said, so you're going to go in debt for $100,000. Over a name over a name, when you can go here and you know that school is listed as one of the top schools for higher education because that's what he wanted to go and you can come out of there with zero debt. Like, you right. And that's where he went. He went to Michigan State, uh, ended up getting a degree, ended up finding his wife and now they're over in another school, I think, in Tennessee I do think. Together.
0: I do think a lot of people, like, when they look at the schools, like, they look at the name, like, oh, this is a big name school. Ins- instead of, um, like, the um, what they can do. Like, if I had to do it over, I would have never went to FAU. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I just, I just after, after I left, I went straight. I went straight to fam. I felt, like, like FAU, I just wasted a year. Like, I didn't do anything they said I was going to do. I didn't really learn anything. Like, when I got to fam, even though I ain't finished, I learned a lot. Like, I think fam helped shape me to the person I am today. And I'm just like, if I would have, if if I was more mature, I'd have went to either
4: Florida A&M or an HBCU off the bat.
0: But I don't mm-hmm. think I don't I don't think I was mature enough. You had to go straight out of high school. I don't think that would have worked out that well. Yeah,
4: that's real. But also say that like, as you're choosing schools, make sure that you are choosing schools that are putting you on the path to where you want mm-hmm. to go, where you think you want to go, right? Because for me, right, like. I was the opposite of the example that my dad just gave, right? So, like for me, I had a chance to either go to UCF for free and study sociology. gonna on, I, ain't I thought you made.
0: I was like, this man tripping. but now or, I see that you made the right choice.
4: Mm-hmm. Or, yep, go to social work because I feel like the the skills would have been different, right? Mm-hmm. The thing about UChicago that was so appealing for me it wasn't really the name, like that was a part of it, but I think it was more so their social work program had multiple routes, right? Uh-huh. So in social work, typically people think about the clinical side, right? Like either working with kids or do DCFS or something like that or therapy, therapeutic, you know, therapy 101. And for me, I know I didn't want to go either of those, Right? I wanted to go to more administrative route to like manage a nonprofit youth center. Uh-huh. UChicago was one of the few social work programs that actually had an administrative route. Uh-huh. And so naturally, even though the name just happened to be you know what it was, but like I was willing to go into debt for it because I knew it was going to set me up on the path to where, to what I wanted. And that's what it mm-hmm. did, right? But also, like, have a plan, right? I went into grad school knowing that, like, hey, I'm gonna be at the de- deck, a debt up to my neck. Mm-hmm. And like, I know I heard about this public loan service forgiveness program, and I know it's not perfect, right? And they still trying to figure out, but it's like that was what I was banking on. I was willing to take like a leap of faith to do that. And it's been one of the best one of the best decisions I've ever made, mm-hmm. you know? So it also, you have to have a plan and stuff as well, no matter what route you're going to choose.
5: In everything you do, you need to be strategic. You mm-hmm. need to sit down and come up with a plan on what you want to do and how you want to get there. And then who is it that you know that can help you to get there? So that's part of that networking thing. Yeah where you're networking but you're not networking just to make friends you networking so that maybe those individuals can open up a door for you somewhere else down the line so that's why it's important to get out and I understand you got some people who are introverts and some people who are extroverts it's much easier for the extroverts as compared to the introverts but you know developing these relationships with people makes all the difference in the world and sometimes that's just as important as the degree
3: mm-hmm. yeah
4: Because a lot of people, I think, which is true, I think a lot of professions, they look at the degree, so I'm not going to mitigate that, but it's like at the same time, I think it's also about the person, right? If you have this degree, but it's like you ain't having done much, you're not uh-huh. marketing yourself well, like you kind of shooting yourself. Because you got to have the
0: degree with the experience or the experience to, out, to, to outweigh the degree.
5: Yep,
4: that, yeah. the knowledge, everything. I
5: mean, I'm getting ready to hook up one of my former students now because my former supervisor told me about a job, and we had this conversation because we talked probably every every month or two. And uh, he said, yeah, well, I'm really looking and there is a job that's perfect for him and I'm getting ready to get him hooked up with my former supervisor so they can talk because you know he's fortunate he's already got a doctorate but um, this would be a great opportunity for him to move up from where he is now so that network is just so important
4: mm-hmm. and just in that knowledge in general right I remember like so one of the reasons why I went to like my as my dad described earlier he was talking about how you know, my plan. I went to go to community college. I was like, okay, I'm going to do this for two years. I'm going to direct connect into UCF. So UCF was still the goal, and so that's what I did. And when I got there, you know, I was one of the reasons why I, got, I went there was like, okay, I know he's connected, right? So I'm going to use leverage his connections and be like, hey, I'm going to use him to get my foot in the door, and then I'm going to do my own thing and make mm-hmm. him up, make a name for myself, right? And that's what I did. But not only that, I was also getting the knowledge. And I'll say that. Preface this by saying like, I know not all Career services centers Are created equal But for UCS It was pretty strong Fortunately I probably went to Every career services You know Session uh-huh. Right Just getting that knowledge How to network How to do a resume How to do a CV How to do all these things I was a part of research And stuff Because all that stuff that was It wasn't my GPA My GPA was only a 3.3 Which I think When you think about it In terms of like Males of color That's good mm-hmm. But like When you think about it At a school like Chicago, It's like whoa Like I know people That went to Chicago Who were valedictorians mm. You know what I'm saying And so it's like I think my GPA Didn't get me In Chicago. It was all the things I did in undergrad To network To make connections mm-hmm. To make myself stand out That got me into The University of Chicago
0: So I got like Three questions And after that We'll wrap it up Question number one what are some of the struggles y'all face as being
5: a black man in education? <laughs> the struggle is real every day because you are a black man in education. You're in a field that is predominantly white. And then there are individuals who think you don't know anything. And, you know, I, I've run across that where, you know, people doubted my intellectual ability. And I'm like, hold up, if They are doubting my intellectual ability, and I've won like four national awards in higher education. What about the other person who's just getting started, Mm. who hasn't won any awards? What are they saying about that individual? And so I think it's always something where you're always having to prove yourself. I don't care if you got a doctorate degree or not, Um, (laughs) have friend of mine you know he was shocked because of some things that happened to him and he says well yeah i got a doctorate degree i'm like bro you a black man with a doctorate degree but in many cases people still just looking at you as a black man Mm. they ain't necessarily looking at you as doctor such and such and so just because you get the degree does not mean you're not gonna run across some issues some problems some people trying to uh play you Don't think that degree is going to insulate you from everything.
4: That's real. And I will say for me, I'm fortunate. I'm very, very fortunate. I I don't take it for granted. I always literally thank God daily. I do not face the same challenges and struggles that many of my like black and Latinx peers face within education. Like I'm literally an anomaly and I don't because I've never at the school that I work at. I've it's pretty it's pretty diverse. Right. And I think like the leadership team from the time I've got there. Um, has been intentional about making it that way and so I've never felt uncomfortable being my most authentic self right Mm -hmm. I'm not showing everything right but I feel like I can be myself I'm respected the whole nine Um, but like my dad said like I'm not naive to think that I can just cut up or say anything that I want like there's still those parameters Mm -hmm. but also know that like there are you know people I went to school with who that's not the case for them right like we literally have cultural celebrations like my school that i work at is predominantly latinx and then it's like about 27 percent black and then we also have a small asian population and we celebrate all cultures that's not the norm at most schools mm-hmm. right like we can like they encourage us to wear cultural t-shirts and stuff that's not the norm right so i'm blessed in that regards you know the fact that like as we particularly when it comes to racism and things of that nature like as black people as people of color we're not We don't feel like we have to be the voice Right for our entire race Right like hey they know that We're going through stuff and sometimes We're in rooms together with them Sometimes we're in rooms just venting to ourselves, And so again like I think I'm definitely an anomaly In that regard I know a friend A few years ago During Black History Month she wore A like unapologetically Black t-shirt to school And it was like a whole uproar about it Right Mm. and it's I couldn't relate I'm just like Wow like that's crazy because like it's just unheard of mm-hmm. in within in my school, right? And I'll even say our charter network in general, right? And so like I'm definitely privy in that regard, but I'm not naive to think it can't happen.
0: Um, the second question: Being in education, right? You deal with a lot of people. How have you impacted their lives? We'll start with Dad because I know Dad got a lot of stories because mm-hmm. he's done dealt with a lot of students.
5: Oh, I mean. You know you're impacting lives, um, but I think the key behind that impact is that individuals know that you care about them. Mm.
3: That's
5: that's when you get the impact, because um, there are people, they will not go out of their way, and, um, and students recognize that and know that, and... You, you know, I, I've been, as, as Emmanuel said, I've been blessed, would have great students. Many of them have gone out and done great things and i very proud of them. And I'm just proud that I could play a small role in helping them reach their career goals. But yeah, it's, it's about giving 150% to help that student because sometimes you see in that individual what they do not see in themselves Mm. and you've got to push them a little bit and challenge them to do a little bit better when they they trying to slide by but what you know the talent that they have is well way beyond that and you know i try to do that with all of y'all some of y'all didn't like it (laughs) But 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 you know, I see the talent in you that sometimes you did not see in yourself mm-hmm. to try to push you to to reach higher heights. Yeah. And so that's what you do in
4: higher ed. And you know sh-
5: I could give you fifty thousand stories, but
4: it's it's just like having kids, right? Like and obviously I'm not a parent, but like I think I'm continuing to realize more and more when it comes to young people or raising kids, whatever, it's all about the long game. Mm -hmm. Right. And so you just pouring into them. They're going to have good days. They're going to have bad days. Right. But it's like continuing to show up every single day, even when like y'all don't agree. Right. Like there's been issues that I've had with students, you know, but it's like, hey, like today's a new day. You know, let's continue, let's mend this relationship, whatever happened, right? Let's continue to keep going so we can get you to on the path to wherever it is that you want to go um, so you can have the most options as possible. Because even some students, it's like, you know, they may not want to go to college or at least not right away. And so mm-hmm. it's like, okay, what else can we do, right? If it's not college, I right, cool, you trying to do military trade, whatever it may be, You, what is it? You know, so let's let's figure that out together. Um, but it's just a collaboration and a partnership. Like, I always told myself that I want to be like a teacher who, um, When I like Because I'll have some Cool teachers growing up Not all of them But Mm -hmm. there was definitely Some memorable Mm -hmm. ones But like when my kids When my students get older I want them to be able To look back and see like Yeah like Mr. Jack He was dope Like I could tell He actually cared Right Because that quote That my dad Like reminded me of He was like Students don't care About how much you know Until they know How much you care And I always kind of Like went into grads Like into my um, profession With that mentality And I think just, I don't know, just giving my all to it. Like my students, I think they see that I give my all. They see that I'm passionate about my work, that I'm giving my everything to them because I want the best for them. And so I think that's what, you know, I try to keep in mind every day.
5: Yeah, I I want to talk about one other thing because we're talking about education. We're talking about getting degrees and that type of thing and all that. If you can, you want to cut down that cost as much as possible. For example, a lot of people do not know That if you're trying to get a degree and you end up working at a college or a university, many of the schools will let you go to school there for free. For example, I had a person once when I was working in New Jersey and she wanted to go to law school. And so she got a job in our office as a secretary so that she could take the prerequisites that she needed for law school. She was there for two years. She took her prerequisites. It didn't cost her anything. And once she got accepted to law school, deuces, she was out and it didn't cost her a thing. So that's trying to get the degree for free. All right grad school there's something called teaching assistants where um colleges and universities they, yeah
0: there was a lady that a lot at fam they were basically like the, the teacher assistant and yeah. They, yeah, mm-hmm.
5: teaching assistants where you can go get your master's or your doctorate and um they will pay for your tuition matter of fact i have an um a, what it called a graduate assistant in my office where i pay for her tuition to go to graduate school and then she works in my office for 20 hours a week and then i pay her to work so that's another opportunity, so she so she getting paid to work, and she going to school for free. yep, hey, listen, and she's been in my office for three years. she's
4: getting ready to graduate this year, and that's yep. that that's that's a deal yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, even in today's days, like I feel this is not you know standard across the board, but I feel like slowly more jobs are like saying, "Hey, we'll pay for you to go to school or we'll pay this amount of credit, so we'll give you tuition reimbursement." I think like for those who may be thinking about going back to school, like definitely look into those jobs. And again, it's not all jobs and all professions, um, but I think that as you are looking for jobs, if you can, and you think about going back to school, like that's something like to ask about, like during interviews and things of that nature.
5: Oh well. yeah, no doubt. Because, you know, the objective is, is to eliminate as much debt as possible. Yeah. And so if it means you might have to take a little bit less and go work at a college so that you don't have to pay for your education, so be it. Cause what's that
4: thing you say, Dad? What's that OPM? Other people's money. <laughs> no. You always want to do that.
0: And I, I want to touch real quick on the impact. I agree with you 100%. Like, I, I've i been through a lot of teachers, and only there's only three teachers that I know that really cared uh, Mullin, Mr. Albino. Miss Moultrie and I still talk to her to this day. And then and when I went to fam, Professor Davis, like me and Professor Davis, still talk. Like I, like those three, left a lasting impact on me. Like I knew, especially in middle school, you know I was a wild boy. Mm-hmm. And Mister Mister oh, Ar- Albano <laughs> and Miss Moultrie definitely looked out. Like, grown looking back now it was like, yeah, I, I can tell they tried their hardest because I was, <laughs> I was a wild boy. And then with yes, prof- you were. And then with Professor Davis, like he really like especially when he found out I was getting into cuz when I was doing with his class it was like um it was broadcast something but he was more so dealing with our diction mm-hmm. and once he found that I was about to uh get into like the the sports broadcasting he called my name every day he was like I'm going to pick on you but not not because I'm trying to pick on you But because it's going to make you a better broadcaster. Because you got to be out here talking to these people on the radio. And if you want to have proper diction. It's not going to work out well for you. That's right. And I'll never
5: forget that. My my professor was uh, Professor Williams. Professor Williams. Even though I was in radio and television. Professor Williams was the teacher of journalism. He was good. Really good when I was at Norfolk State. And um, even though I wasn't a journalist Writing in newspapers The individuals that were underneath of his Tutelage, some of my friends Like one of my friends was the editor Of ESPN New York Mm. And that same person Used to work for the New York Post Mm. He covered the New York Matter of fact, two of my friends covered the New York Knicks That was their beat Mm. And I mean, he taught them Well, real well And so you want that professor that is going to go above and beyond that's going to make a difference in your life. And, and that's, that's what you're looking for when when you go into this education thing, you're trying to find that person yeah. that's going to pour into you some of the knowledge that they have.
4: Yep. That's so, why I think it's just important to like, look up, like, if you were in education, like rate my professors and stuff like that. Cause I feel like even though like sometimes the comments aren't always favorable for the teacher like i think for me anyway it was very helpful mm-hmm. my two teachers were um, professor intandi and also i had um you know you took his class mom took his class too um professor Tamengo yeah like, like, i so forgot
0: about how he be looking he was
4: he was good he was
0: re- he will push you but he was good he
4: would. and he i feel like he taught us to like really learn how to critically analyze different mm-hmm. things be able to take two sides of the same debate mm-hmm. and like Really choose a side Assess both sides And pick which one you fall on Like what do you agree with What do you not agree with And Professor Anton just being able to take time You know And teach me And set me aside And like You know Show me different things Right Because he believed in me And we still keep in touch To this day And so um, It's it's, it's important Mm -hmm. It's important
0: The last one dad Mainly for you You can chime in too Manny Because you're You're closer to retirement dad Yep Reflecting on your journey in education What's like The one thing That you took from it the most
5: Um, I think I would go a step further And I I talked about You know I got fired from my job And you know A lot of times what we do Is when things that are bad That happen to us uh, We think the world's coming to an end I mean, here I was, I was, what was I, 20, must have been 25, 24, something like that. I had won like three or four awards for my news reporting, and then I get fired and lose my job. And I go from living in an apartment to going back home and living with my mom and dad. And then had a hard time finding something. And so I think one of the things we need to understand is that when we go through negative things, many times going through that negative stuff, all it's doing is preparing us for what's ahead. I would not be in higher education today, probably, if that lady hadn't fired me. Now, back during when I got fired, that wasn't fun. You know, I had some bills. I can remember oh, a credit card company called me up and wanted me to to get a, um, a cash advance on another credit card so that I could pay them off. I'm like, that doesn't even make sense. <laughs> You'll get your money when I get a job. And when I got the job, I-, I paid them. But, you know, we, a lot of times we go through negative things because it's setting us up for something that's
3: greater. Mm.
5: And we can't get caught up in, you know, the fact that, oh, this happened to me, woe is me, yeah, I mean, you sulk about it for a while, and then after that, you pick yourself up, and you move on, and so, you know, when I got into higher ed, it was all new to me, but, you know, I I worked on my craft, um, I hustled, and I realized, hey, this is what I really was meant to do, because I really love what I do, and so, um, just keep in mind, when bad things happen, that means something good is coming right around the corner.
4: Yeah, but I would say, kind of in that same vein, I, I, that's something that I've learned and I'm continuing to learn as well. Because um, for me, this one of the things that I've really taken away from like the school that I'm at now is that I they weren't my first choice, right? Mm-hmm. Like I said earlier, the school's predominantly Latinx, and up until that point, I had really only worked with black students before, right? And so that's all I knew And at the internship that I worked at It was also a school that was a part of The charter network that I'm still working now I really wanted to work there Because I already established relationships and whatnot, right? And so when they Had a good interview, all that kind of stuff Used my network to get the interview, stuff like that But they didn't want me because I didn't have any teaching experience Mm -hmm. Down at the school that I'm at They was like, hey, we want you Like, Even though we know you don't have teaching experience We're willing to work with that And honestly looking back on it's one of the best things that's ever happened to me you know but not one of the reasons is because like it's helped me to be more culturally aware right so now i can work with different groups of students latinx asian mm-hmm. white you know what i'm saying black as the pair opposed to being particularly at the black school not saying that there's anything wrong with that but like i would have just been in my same box right mm-hmm. and so i think like that's like super important that i've taken away from it. and i will also say like I'm still young, I'm only 30, about to turn 31, but one of the things that I've realized over my short time in education, and just being in a career, is that, you know, it's okay to do something and do it well, like, I think in our society, we're always looking for, like, the next best thing, like, mm-hmm. okay, I've done this for five years, I need to do something else, not necessarily. Right. Like you think about back in the day, years ago, people did the same thing for years, teaching for years. And I think now, like, that's what comes stigmatized. Like people think there's something wrong with you. And I think like for me, like not saying you can't aspire for more. Right. But it's like, don't do it because of what like, pressure from society and things of mm-hmm. that nature. Because I think for me, I realized that, like, look, I'm not about to you know, I've been offered different leadership roles. I've taken some done some leadership roles in my job work, but people have offered me other things. And it's like I could do it. And I would do it well I wouldn't be happy though That's not my passion Mm -hmm. My passion is being a teacher And impacting and molding minds That's what my passion is And like regardless Of what anyone else says I'm going to continue to do that Until God tells me to leave Not until people tell me to leave Or when I want to leave But like when he leads me Like hey now's the time To move on To just take this next opportunity now now is the time to make that move right and so like doing that has taken some of the pressure off me to like fulfill other people's standards or go back and get a doctorate or things that i'm not get a doctor for what i don't, I don't need it mm-hmm. right now again if the lord is leading me to like go in that direction i will do it but as of right now i don't need it and like i'm i'm walking in my purpose right now and i can you know say that with certainty you know, I'll, I'll close up with this. Romans 8,
5: 28 says all things work together for good for those who love the Lord and for those who are called according to his purpose. And so basically what that means is God has a plan for you. And if you stick on the path, if you follow, he will lead you right exactly where you should be. And, and, and that's the key, because if he is... The omniscient one that means he knows everything that means he's going to lead you to exactly where you should be and where he knows you'll be the happiest I mean I think back on all of the the decisions I made when I asked the Lord to give me direction have been the greatest decisions that I have ever made in particular your mother (laughs) that was a great one of the greatest decisions I ever made because I could have gone another direction and mm-hmm. he said nah that's the one right there I'm like you sure you positive and 33 is well getting ready to work on 34 years later yeah. here we are and so you know pray about it that's why I talking so about big. Being strategic so big. pray about it ask for wisdom yeah. ask for guidance yeah. ask for direction and he'll give it to you yeah. And then you sit back. Now, am I a millionaire? Nope. Hardly far from it. There's people making a whole lot more money than me, but we doing OK. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> We doing all right. You know, because I made a determination that raising my sons was more important than me going back, getting a doctorate degree. Not that I necessarily wanted one, but that was more important to me taking y'all to your basketball games and all those types of things and so you got to prioritize what's important now for other people getting that degree might be important and i have friends of mine that are going and got that doctorate degree and they are doing
2: fantastic
5: god bless them i'm getting ready to call it a day
4: (laughs) (laughs) and i and i'll and i'll say this to add on to that like I can't emphasize how important that is And I know not everyone is a a believer In Jesus Christ and stuff But like for me and clearly my dad as well That's been something that has definitely Kept me grounded like Mm -hmm. and I'm talking about like Not just praying and believing God for like big things I'm talking about Little things too like I'm telling you Like I really don't do much especially Like just, just major decisions And stuff like without like I'm talking about even as little as I had to get a new mattress <laughs> You know what I'm saying Like this past summer And I'm like doing my research Right but I'm also Okay which one are you leading me towards You know so it's like I feel like those little things Like kind of keep you grounded If you do that You can't really go wrong Right people make decisions and stuff and It's like dang it didn't work out How I expect it to It's like yeah like You, you ain't pray about it You know mm-hmm. and I will also say this Finally just like um, Just being Purposeful with where you are, right? Being a person of integrity, where I don't care if you were a janitor, I don't care if you working at McDonald's, right? Like wherever you are, wherever God has you at this point in your life, give it your all, right? Because if you can't. A lot of people say, well, I want this or I want that. Well, if you can't do this right now at this, but while you not on a platform, when you do get a platform, how are you going to handle that? Mm-hmm. Right. And so it's making sure that like with the little things that you're being faithful with, the little things you're giving it all, the little things you're being a person of integrity, because at the end of the day, if people is always watching, they're always watching. So you never know what opportunities can come just by you being faithful. I'm not saying it's going to happen overnight. It may take 10, 20, 30 years. I don't know, right? But it's like, you just want to make sure that whatever you're doing, you're putting yourself in the best position to be successful. Reading, you know, getting knowledge, things of that nature, and just setting yourself up in a position to be um, used effectively.
0: It was a good conversation. Mm -hmm. This was definitely a good conversation. Definitely a needed one. (laughs) Um... You already know where y'all can find me man Average JTPC that is the podcast Instagram give me a like A rate a review On Apple Podcasts Spotify Podcasts It's available wherever you get your streaming platforms And yeah man like a degree and everything But a degree helps but And all in all just mm-hmm. Do what you gotta do to succeed in life man Wherever
4: you are Wherever you Wherever are you Everyone's are. on different paths mm-hmm. Yeah, People compare themselves to other people Like look Don't That's do not it. your path Your path is something totally different So like make sure you walk in that And that you own that
0: um, If y'all want to start a podcast man Hit me up www.theaveragejoemedia.com Show my brother some love the, Give him some business y'all <laughs> 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 Support black owned businesses
4: <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> As y'all can see this is clear pristine i'm coming to you all you gotta do is talk i handle all of the work as always you already know
3: this is an average joe media production
0: and i'm gonna see y'all next week man Flipping's 413 peace another one All right, man. Hope y'all enjoyed that episode, man. Uh, definitely uh, shout out to the Bahamas, man. They still got me ranked over there in the top, what, one hundred in the relationships. So uh, definitely appreciate that, man. For real, for real, all that y'all do. Um, yeah, uh, definitely appreciate that, man. Um, definitely appreciate y'all support because I know I just been dropping, haven't really been like promoting, and you know, y'all, y'all still, be, y'all still be showing me love on the podcast, man. As always, um, definitely shout out to Shan be keeping me motivated um and i'm gonna continue to give you this content y'all i love y'all appreciate y'all man um i'm gonna see y'all next week philippians 4 6 and 7 i think it's been a while since i had to say that bible verse <laughs> um i believe it's 4 6 and 7 but i'm gonna see y'all next uh wednesday um i'll probably drop another episode with socially thoughtful i'm not sure but i'll let y'all know until then man you if y'all live y'all want to you know hear me Continue listening to Average Joe or, you know, check out Baby Daddy Chronicles, man. For real, for real, check out Baby Daddy Chronicles. If you want to start a podcast, www.theaveragejoemedia.com. I promise you, I'm going to get you right, get you pristine. Um, And as you all already know.
3: This is an Average Joe Media production.
0: And I'll see you all next week, man. It's your favorite Average Joe signing off, man. Peace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah,
2: yeah. a different kind of city when you live it right. All different opinions, can you choose a side? Come together for the better. Change can only start from the thoughts of an every soul. From the thoughts of.